0: Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. Today we are going to be speaking with Eric Hester, the founder of Umbrella Technology Group. Many IT companies come in with big promises, a good start, and then disappear until you have problems. Eric Hester founded Umbrella with the idea of creating something different in the managed service provider, MSP space. He wanted to focus on people and relationships. Umbrella, which is located in Simpsonville, South Carolina, is focused on working alongside you in your business, constantly evolving your technology. They truly have a mission of helping your business thrive. Eric, tell us about the new venture, Umbrella Technology Group.
1: Yeah, so the the whole reason I started Umbrella was to try to take the experience I have providing both the telecom and carrier Uh, technology support, as well as large enterprise support. So I've done work for Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Target, places like that and typically a small business doesn't have access to that level of experience and that level of support. So what we're doing different, I got this purview of this from when I was at GreenCloud. We saw lots of small businesses all over the country and a lot of companies similar to this one, they tried to cookie cutter just, you know, we're going to give you a firewall, we're going to give you x number of hours of support, we're going to come in and do it exactly the way we did it at all the other places, um, which really doesn't work for small businesses because every small business has a different use of technology, right? So our goal was to come in and we interview everybody, we try to find out how they're using technology, what works, what doesn't work, um, and it's not just computers. You'll notice around here even we have Things like automation for the lights, security for the doors. As you can see, I'm wearing one of these armbands. This is for our healthcare customers. Now that they have to wear PPE, they can't use their fingerprint or a lot of the eyes and face and things like they were doing to have secure access. So we worked around and found solutions like that. So it's really to try to find innovative solutions that normally would be reserved for big enterprise companies and give them to the small business and then have a real relationship with the, with the customer, where we're their IT department. You know, we come in unscheduled, just see how things are doing. We have lunch and learns, we'll bring lunch in for them and you know, talk to them about our service and how it's working and not working. Because one of the big things is everyone needs to be comfortable with IT, right? So we try to make people comfortable with it so they use it instead of fighting it all the time. Um, I really enjoy interviewing people, Finding out what I can do to make their life better, um, and so one of the things we say is, you know, this business is built very heavily around empathy, right? Understanding the person we're serving, and trying to remove the pain points and make their day better, as opposed to, you know, I'm the smartest technology guy in town, so I'm going to give you the, you know, the new fresh technology that's going to solve all your problems. Rarely does that actually solve all their problems, you know. It could be that they need a new printer because they've been fighting their printer for five years and they just think that's how it's supposed to be. That's one of my big statements I make to people. Tell me the things you've learned to accept about technology so I can tell you you don't have to accept them, right? Don't don't think that there's the way you've been doing it for 10 years that makes you angry is the only way to do something, right? So that's a big part of what we do. I wanna go in and remove all those things because then I've made a difference and I think a small business can now be more successful which I obviously love because that's my background. I want to make more businesses like my own flourish. So that was kind of the background of, of why we did this.
0: Tell us about your education and background in the field of technology.
1: Well, it's kind of a combination of uh, traditional education and self-taught. So I was always in the advanced you know, side of things in high school, did AP, so that by the time I got to my senior year, I really had one class, I think one or two maybe, and they were both AP classes. So I started a business um, similar to this actually when I was a teenager um, doing IT support. Um, it was much more if your computer's broken, I fix it. Um, but I'd always been in computers, so that was kind of an offshoot. To me that was a big education because I learned what it means to have a business, which isn't just you know how to do something and people will give you money for it. It's you know, how does accounting work? How do you get money for advertising? What advertising works? How do you, you know, support people in a way that they want to continue doing business with you? So I got a lot of education around business just from doing it. Uh, I then went to Clemson University and I started working for the computer center there uh, my freshman year. And uh, after a year, I really honestly decided I was doing what I wanted to do. You know, I was getting an electrical engineering degree, but solving problems like I was doing for the computer center is what I wanted to do. You know, and this was in the mid-90s, so I literally was installing the first web server that was www.clemson.edu. I was, you know, installing the web browsers in the lab so people could get access to the internet for the first time. We put ethernet into the dorm room so you could have internet access in your dorm room. So it was. You know, really exciting time. Way more exciting than the you know the classroom environment, and I was learning a lot more. Which isn't to say I don't think a college education is important. I just don't necessarily think that uh, a lot of the real world experience isn't just as important. So, really a little bit of both. It was uh, self-taught. So you know, I've been as as you've been told. You know, a serial entrepreneur is a word people use a lot, which really just means. I like working for myself, you know, and some people say it's a control thing, but it's really more, I get really passionate about what I do, right? And it's, a lot of times, if you have a lot of passion for something, it's hard to work underneath someone else who doesn't have the same risk profile you do and things like that. So that's really what draws me to being an entrepreneur is I can take all the risk I want, you know, I get the reward or the pain that goes with that, but it's all me at that point, I know I can succeed or fail based on my decisions.
0: I hear the term managed services provider a lot. Is that what umbrella technology is, a managed services
1: provider? My business typically would be called a managed service provider. I'm I'm not a big fan of that because I don't think it really explains what I do. It explains to other people who do what I do, (laughs) what this is, but not to a, a customer. The easiest way to describe what I do and what a managed service provider is supposed to do is take on all of the IT responsibilities for a small business, a medium business, an enterprise. doesn't really matter on the size. I tend to focus on small business. Instead of hiring an IT person, the idea would be you pay a monthly fee to a company like mine and we take on those responsibilities. So you can focus on, you know, if you're a dentist, dentistry, if you're a lawyer, you know, law. So I think it's really more of, you know, outsourced IT has bad connotations to it. You know, I tend to just say IT service provider. It's not a specific service, right? I I want our service to be tailored to solving that person's IT, you know, problems. For example, you know, as COVID has progressed, everyone's gone home, right? There's so much work from home happening. So a lot of what I do is figuring out how, with how the world has changed, how you now use technology, right? Because people make assumptions of, well, this is how when I, you know, only work from home twice a year, this is how I used to do it, and that made sense. Well, that doesn't necessarily make sense for every day, all day. And, you know, the, the same thing for the fact that you used to have a server in your office because you had 20, 30 people in the office. Well, now nobody's in the office. So using the cloud makes a lot more sense now because you're all you know, on the internet all the time, accessing things. You're not in the local office. Connecting back to your office doesn't make sense. And that's created a lot of new security challenges. That's created a lot of new technology challenges. We've seen in the news people exploiting a lot of these tools that people are using more heavily than they ever have before. Um, So that's one of the things I really try to focus on is make people understand how they're going to be exploited. The person is who gets exploited the most as far as security is concerned. It's much easier to hack a person than it is to hack a computer, right? So that's why you still get called 10 times a day about your auto warranty, right? Everybody's still getting all these scam social engineering calls. So we spend a lot of time training people more than we spend time on actually installing a piece of software or whatever. People are at home. The network challenges that come with that, but then also just the people challenges that come with that. Your, your mentality is very different when you're sitting at home on the couch or whatever, versus being dressed up and sitting at your your desk. You, you allow certain things to happen that you might not have otherwise.
0: What are your hopes and dreams for Umbrella? How do you want to scale the business?
1: I love having my own business. You know, I love being in charge and, and having my uh, vision played out. But another thing that I really love is seeing other people grow and other people having the opportunity to do that. So from the very beginning, the way I built this company was the idea, it will scale is not with me, but with those that have succeeded in the organization. So for instance, Michelle, you know, over time, she's learning all components of the business, not just technology or not just the business operations. I want her to understand, and everyone that comes to work here, understand the whole business as a whole And then our growth strategy isn't that this one office will run the whole United States or even all of South Carolina. I want to start small satellite businesses where I say we open Charleston. And when we open Charleston, Michelle, that's yours. You know, Greenville's going to be here to support you. I'm going to be here to support you. But that's your business, right? You're going to have a stake in the business. You're going to get a percentage of the overall revenue coming in. And I do that even from the beginning. Everybody gets a uh, percentage of our profit as we grow doesn't matter who you are I took the concept of commission and I've extended it to everybody because that never made sense to me why do the salespeople why are they the only ones that participate in the success why doesn't everyone get to participate in the success because that'll make everybody feel like an owner you know I've, I've been in other organizations where we give stock options and things like that those are intangible those are something you might get one day right so I wanted to make it more about now that if you do something good today You're gonna be rewarded for it today. And you're not just doing this to make me rich. You're not just doing this to better my life. This has the opportunity to create something for you that's more lasting than a job or a career. You're actually, it's somewhat of the franchise model. You know, I often call it the Chick-fil-A model, right? Nobody really owns a -A. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A owns them all. But they do a really good job of making everybody there feel ownership, right? So that's the model I've adopted for this and that's how we'll scale because it won't scale. No business scales off of one person, right? I would be crushed over time if I tried to turn this into you know, a, a huge corporation. I'm, in my 20s, I thought I could do it, you know, and I would have been convinced uh, that I, it's the only way to do it. But now I realize it's about building people and helping them get to a point where they can help me, I help them, You know, everybody wins.
0: That was our interview with entrepreneur Eric Hester the founder of Umbrella Technology Group located in Simpsonville, South Carolina. You can find more about Umbrella Technology Group by going to their website, which is umbrella.tech, www.umbrella.tech.